Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, senorita, really nice to meet ya. Oh. I was always calculating calories and macros. And when I just calmed the F down, I found my physical ideal. Am I addicted to moderate drinking? You're very subtly admitting powerlessness and unmanageability right here alive. And I'm proud yeah. of you. That's beautiful. Did you struggle with actual eating disorders? Anorexia and bulimia. Um, wow, thank you for saying for me, that. Katie Couric, nothing screws up a kid more than having a parent on top of that kid all the time. Kenya Moore. Before I take a shower, I would always step on scale. And I saw my daughter starting to do that. Like, she doesn't know how to even read the numbers, but yeah. she saw me doing it. Actress Melissa Joan Hart. I remember the first time I was told I could be a movie star if I lost weighing? 10 pounds when I weighed 103. Pinky Cole, were you high when you came up with the name? I was very high. <laughs> this is Therapy. This week on Therapy, it's just me for the first time ever. Uh, bear with me because I've never done a solo episode, but I had to do this one. I am sharing my 30 days of sobriety. <laughs> That's 30 days, alcohol-free, not even a sip. As I'm recording this, I just completed it. And I want to share how that went, how I got through it, what I learned, what's happening from here. I'm hoping that this episode at least inspires you to try it. If you're like, hell no, I could never, I felt the same way. Um, surprisingly, I did it. I want to start by saying I am not an alcoholic. I wouldn't say I had a problem with alcohol, but I guess that's relative. It's subjective. I was drinking every day, not to excess, not binge drinking, but I was having a glass of wine or two or a beer or two every day. It was absolutely a habit, something that I didn't think I could break, but it was something that I did break. Um, a pattern, a habit that I was able to stop doing for 30 days. A little backstory, if this is your first uh, experience with me, I struggled with eating disorders, uh, anorexia, bulimia, and through therapy, I have learned that I have a problem with feeling deprived. Deprivation brings me back to my days of restriction and obsessing over calories and what was allowed and what was off limits. So someone telling me that I can't have alcohol or me telling myself that I'm not going to drink just made it more tempting and enticing. Um, it put it up on a pedestal making me want it more. So for me, I had to always tell myself that it is allowed. I can have a drink um, with my meals. For me, it became like a pairing and I felt deprived if I didn't have a beer with chicken wings or pizza or tacos or French fries, anything that in my mind, beer went with. 
I think for so long I restricted and deprived myself and meals were not an experience. Meals were something I would take away from myself that I would restrict for a while. It was a vehicle to purge. So now that I've made it through that mess, meals are truly an experience. For example, if I have a piece of leftover pizza, I put it back in the oven and I broil it and I put Parmesan cheese and crushed red pepper and make it the best thing ever because now I enjoy food and I pair it with a glass of wine or a beer. It is an experience. And for so long, food was anything but. So now it's like, I have kind of trained myself that if I don't have a beer or a glass of wine with my meal, then I am somehow being deprived and it's not the experience that it could be. And I didn't think I could go 30 days just because of the pairing. Again, I wasn't binge drinking, but I was having a glass of wine or a beer with my meals. Sometimes admittedly, I would have a beer with lunch because I work from home, never a second beer, but always one beer. And it was a habit that again, I didn't think I could break. I find myself at events noticing that other people are drinking way more than I am. Um, I'm not binge drinking to the point that other people are, but I would always have a drink. And that is most of the time. I feel compelled to share a couple of times what happened to me where I was a complete asshole and I will never do it again. And these instances inspired me and demanded of me that I will never binge drink again. I went to a 40th birthday party two years ago and it was an open bar and I didn't grow up in poverty. Uh, we were actually very well off, but for some reason, if I don't have to pay for something and something is available for free, like an open bar, I partake because it's free and we get to have this. I don't know what's wrong with my brain, but that's what I do. And open bar situations, I always partake. I get my money's worth. And on this particular night, two years ago, I frequented the open bar. I was drinking margaritas. I drank a lot of them. I had a ball. Um, I was very safe. I stayed at a hotel that night where the event was at and I didn't drive. So there was that, that was great. But that next morning I wanted to die. I felt absolutely awful. And my husband and I had to go pick up our children who were being watched by my in-laws and drive back home from the party. And I had to have my husband pull over so I could throw up on the side of the road more than once. And my kids were in the car. And it's probably the thing that I have the most shame over. Um, obviously, they didn't know what was going on. Um, they think that mommy just gets sick in the car sometimes, which I do, but that is not what was happening that day. And just not being able to ride in the car without throwing up in front of my children was like a rock bottom moment for me. I was hung over AF. Um, and in that moment, I knew I would never binge drink again. I still had a cocktail if we went out, 
again, I had my beer or wine with meals, but as of that party two years ago, binge drinking was over. There was also another time where I went to Nashville with my college roommates and I drank a lot of tequila. This was the time where I was into my sipping tequila neat phase. Um, I actually enjoyed the taste of it. And every time my college roommates would order another round of beer, I would order a tequila neat. Um, I ended up going back to the hotel and passing out way before my roommates came home. Um, my friend slept in the bed with me and I didn't even hear her get in the bed or come home that night. Felt less than stellar the next morning. And remember one of my roommates telling me that, and I quote, if I drank as much tequila as you drank yesterday, I would be dead. More therapy in a moment. Now this. Now back to therapy. Not my most flattering compliment, but I'm glad she said it. Maybe we need those rock bottom moments because maybe I would continue to just have drink after drink every once in a while because Nashville or because college reunion or because it's a wedding or because Friday. We all have these because or it's fine rationalizations. And I don't know, maybe we need those times to realize that alcohol is poison. You feel like you do because you poisoned yourself. And I will never binge drink again. And maybe my body needed those times to confirm for me that I never did that to my body again. So I did the 30 days. A lot of people report a weight loss because they're not getting the calories from alcohol. Um, first of all, I wouldn't know if I had a weight loss because I do not have scale in the house. Um, with my eating disorder past, I refuse to look at that number and let that number dictate my day. Um, I'm going to assume I did not have a weight loss though, because in order for me to complete the 30 days, I had to have non-alcoholic IPAs with my meal. So obviously no alcohol, but I was still getting the calories, but it is what I needed to make it through those 30 days and not feel deprived. I tried a lot of different non-alcoholic IPAs and I found two that are legit. And if you're a beer girl and you love the taste of an IPA, Athletic Brewing makes a fabulous IPA. It's actually only 70 calories tastes like an IPA, uh, pairs well with anything you would have had a beer with, which for me was everything. Also go brewing. They have multiple IPAs. If you like sour beers, they have a non-alcoholic sour beer, non-alcoholic hazy IPA, a non-alcoholic citrus IPA. They were all legit. They taste just like an IPA. Obviously they don't have the alcohol. There's some calories, but if you're like me and you're like, there's no way I can make it 30 days without a beer, highly recommend Go Brewing, G-O. I got it on Amazon and Athletic Brewing. I got it in my grocery store. I could not have gotten through those 30 days without non-alcoholic IPA. If you can, you're a better person than I am. And you will probably see a weight loss because you won't have the calories that you were having from alcohol. 
I can't promise that, but science. I also found Budweiser Zero um, a couple of times. It was on the menu when we went out to dinner and it is legit. It's only 50 calories, tastes like beer, less calories than the other IPAs I mentioned. It's good. It tastes like beer. It got me through at restaurants. I have not found a non-alcoholic wine that actually tastes like wine. If you have found this, please send it to me. There are bottles that say that it tastes just like wine, but it does not. I did, however, find De Soie. I've been practicing that. Um, D-E-S-O-I, De Soie. It's actually Katy Perry's non-alcohol aperitif. There are different flavors. I love Purple Loon, Golden Hour. They have a new rosé coming out. That was something that also got me through my pairing situation. I had it with meals when I would typically have a glass of wine. Um, it has adaptogens. It is legit. It was an acquired taste for me. When I first tried it, I was like, absolutely not. Um, but now I have one or two of those literally every day. And it was another thing that got me through the 30 days of sobriety. Desois, D-E-S-O-I, Athletic Brewing, Go Brewing, and Budweiser Zero. If I have those things, I'm confident I can do another 30 days. Without them, I would feel deprived. And if you have a history of disordered eating like I did, you may be able to relate to that. Some other things that happened. More therapy in a moment. Now this. Guys, I have found the magic. And who would I be to not share the magic with my loyal Theron P listeners? I have been using Rejuvalift Beauty, a tightening clay that you tap wherever you need it. I use it on the little 11s between my eyebrows, the bags under my eyes, my crow's feet. You tap it, you sit for four minutes, and the results last for up to seven hours. If you have a girl's night, a work event, a date night, make Rejuvalift the first step in your beauty routine. It goes on before makeup. It lasts for up to seven hours. It is magic. And right now, Therapy listeners get 20% off at rejuvaliftbeauty.com using code Therapy. T-H-E-R-I-N-P-Y, 20% off, rejuvaliftbeauty.com. That's R-E-J-U-V-A-L-I-F-T, beauty.com. You're welcome. Now, back to therapy. My skin cleared up. I have been dealing with acne like a goddamn teenager for months. I'm sure it's stress. It's all around my chin and my mouth. Not anymore. Um, I saw my skin clear up in probably about two weeks. It was not right away, which I was hoping it would be. I'm not saying alcohol made my skin worse, but it is something that happened in my 30 days of not drinking alcohol, my skin looks way better than it has in years. I slept like a rock. I had already been not drinking wine in the evenings because sleep is my favorite. Sleep is the most important thing in the world to me. I have two young kids. I get up early with them, take them to school. Um, not drinking alcohol had a profound impact on my sleep. Again, I wasn't drinking at night anyway, but if you are drinking a glass of wine anytime in the evening, 
and you find yourself waking up, feeling a little bit anxious, just feeling alert a couple hours after you already fell asleep, it's the sugar in the wine. And if you stop doing that, you will sleep like a baby. I realized how as a mom, you have no idea if you're going to be able to get eight hours of sleep. You can go to bed eight hours before your alarm goes off. But in my house, a child will show up in the night. Maybe they have to throw up. Maybe they had a bad dream. Maybe they just want snuggles, but you cannot count on a good night's sleep. And I realized that my son did get sick during these 30 days. And my first thought was, thank God I'm not drinking. What if I had had a glass of wine or two and finally fell asleep? And then I'm up in the middle of the night with a sick child. I was completely clear. I didn't have to worry about feeling like shit because I wasn't drinking. So if you're taking notes, my skin cleared up in two weeks. My sleep was so much more solid. And on the same note with the kids, I was so clear and present. There are times where I feel like I just need a glass of wine and I'll be more calm and mellow with my kids. It was actually the opposite. I was way more present and locked in. I want to say again, in defense of myself, it's not like I was drinking to excess or drunk ever around my kids. Honestly, it was just the habit of telling myself, I need to have a glass of wine and I'll be more chill. You don't. Um, again, it's just going to fuck up your sleep. I was so present and locked in with them. And if you're telling yourself you just need a glass of wine to be more calm and less anxious around your kids, you don't. I have to say, even if my kids wake me up at 5 a.m., there is nothing better than waking up feeling completely clear and 100%. I was not waking up hungover, but just a little off from having a glass of wine or two the day prior. When you are completely alcohol-free, nothing beats that feeling of waking up in the morning completely clear, no headache, no brain fog, no bad stomach. Nothing beats that feeling of waking up in the morning alcohol-free. So 30 days seemed hefty to me. I was like, absolutely not. I can't do it. When I started out, the first couple of days were actually easier than I thought. I had my non-alcoholic IPAs, so I didn't feel deprived on that front. It was just breaking the habit. There were three times during the 30 days where I was so close to breaking it, mostly because I wanted to not be held to the 30 days. I just wanted to have one beer so I could be like, ah, oh, it's over. And I didn't have the pressure on me anymore. Uh, one of the times was my daughter's birthday party where I had beer and wine available for the other parents. And I just wanted one. I just, I saw other people drinking. I wanted to have one too. My sister saved me. She's like, you're 20 days in. Why would you lose all of that now? Just put something in your hand. So I listened and I put a non-alcoholic IPA in my hand and it felt better. I didn't feel like I was missing out, um, but that one was super hard. There was another day where I just had a shitty day and I was craving a glass of wine, but I didn't have it in the house. So I couldn't get one. 
if you are going to try the 30 days, do not have alcohol in the house because you're going to have those moments. And if you can't get to it, you can't drink. Aside from those couple of days, it really wasn't that hard. You just take it day by day. Don't say, I'm not going to drink for 30 days or say that. But for me, I didn't like that 30 days. It felt too aggressive. But if you look at it day to day, I'm not going to drink today or hour by hour. I'm not going to drink right now. And then the craving passes and it gets easier. Maybe you have to take it hour by hour. Maybe you have to take it day by day. Do whatever you have to do. You know you. You know what you have to do to not drink. For me, it was not having it in the house. It was taking it day by day, sometimes hour by hour, and saying, I'm not going to drink right now and waiting for the craving to pass. And it was having non-alcoholic IPAs paired with my meals because that's how I needed to not feel deprived. For me, it was the pairing and the feeling deprived. For you, it may be that nightly glass of wine. Don't have wine in the house. Find something to replace it with. There were nights where I had a pint of Halo Top. So again, I probably did not record a weight loss, but it's what I needed in order to get through the 30 days. Find something to replace that habit. If you always have a glass of wine at night, have something else so that you don't feel deprived. Try Halo Top. It's like 300 calories for an entire pint. And it tastes like ice cream. To me, at least, I like the sea salt caramel and the cookies and cream. This is not sponsored by Halo Top or Go Brewing or Athletic Brewing, but that is how I made it through. Did 30 days alcohol-free change my relationship with alcohol? Absolutely. I broke the habit, but where will I go from here? More therapy in a moment. Now this. Now, back to therapy. For me. For now. I do not think that I will be sober. And I'm using quotes. I know that I will not drink every day like I used to. Again, not binge drink every day, but have a drink every day. For me, it was with my meals. I know I won't do it anymore because I have found something to replace that with. I can still pair and have the taste with my meals, but it does not have alcohol and I am fine with that. For me right now, I want my relationship with alcohol to be like my relationship with birthday cake. If there's a party, let's say a couple times a month, I'll go to some kind of party and there's birthday cake. I will partake. It is something that I enjoy, but I'm not going to have birthday cake every single day. It is a once in a while type thing. And right now that's how I see my relationship with alcohol. If I go to a wedding, if I go to a girl's night, I want to be able to enjoy a cocktail. I will never again binge drink and poison myself like I have on those circumstances that I have already shared. But I do enjoy a cocktail, specifically a dirty martini with blue cheese stuffed olives, a glass of Cabernet with a great meal, 
And I want to be able to enjoy a cocktail or a glass of wine once in a while, like birthday cake. For me, I believe it's fine because it's something that I enjoy and I look forward to, but it's not something that's going to be in my life every day like it was before I went 30 days alcohol-free. That's what I learned from this. I will no longer be a have a drink every day girl. I'm not going to have alcohol in my house. Um, It's not going to be a daily thing for me. It's going to be a once in a while when I'm feeling it, when I really want to have one type of thing. It's going to be like birthday cake. And I don't know if I'm going to change that a year from now, a month from now, but for me following these 30 days, my relationship with alcohol has absolutely been changed. It will not be a daily thing. It will not be in my house. And I'm going to look at it like birthday cake. It's fine. Every once in a while, don't have it every day. That's where I'm at. You have to find what works for you. I would highly recommend just trying 30 days. Again, don't tell yourself it's 30 days. Look at it every day as I'm not going to drink today. If you have to, every hour, every mealtime, I'm not going to drink at this meal and then reassess. Maybe you'll find that you don't even want alcohol anymore. And that is amazing. You have to do what works for you. I'll probably get hate that I am not continuing to be sober for the rest of my life because some people decided to do that, but someone else's journey is not mine. And if you find full-time sobriety after 30 days, that is amazing. If you find that after 30 days, you're just not going to have your glass of wine every day. That is amazing. You have to do what works for you and you know what is a problem for you. Only you know if alcohol is an issue for you. So I hope this episode inspires you to at least try it and assess, experiment, and see what happens for you. I would love your feedback. Have you tried 30 days alcohol-free? Are you struggling with alcohol? Did this episode benefit you? If it did, please consider sharing it with someone else. This is therapy for me. I'm not a licensed therapist. I don't have any letters next to my name. So I call it therapy because I'm just going to share my struggles and hopefully it will help you. Please let me know if you enjoyed this solo episode. If you're like, girl, bye, please get a guest so we don't have to just listen to you ramble for an entire episode. Tell me that. I've never done a solo episode before, but feels good to just work through that. And why not share me working through that in case it benefits someone else? If you are not subscribed to Therapy with Aaron Washington, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts so that more people can find it. And thank you for listening and being along on this journey with me. If you have any subjects that you want me to talk about, Follow me on Instagram at I am Aaron Washington. Follow the show at Therapy with Aaron Washington. And I will see you next week for more Therapy.